Well, you girls are brave. Each week, as we get further into the, the program, I wonder how many of you will still come <laughs> and will have the courage. And I hope that you're finding so far that, it's, that you're okay, that you may have hard things. And by the way, if any of you have ever anything that makes you absolutely crazy, let's get together. Go for a walk. Okay? Um, we can always, with God's help, iron everything out. It's amazing what He can do. Okay, let's pray and uh, get into today because we got a big one today. What a surprise. Father God, thank you so much for the privilege of every one of these wonderful women being here, courageously digging into what you want for each and every one of us, which is your best. It sometimes doesn't feel like the best when we begin to go in new steps towards where you want to take us. But Lord, we are finding and learning that it's always the best. And so, Father God, enter into every word that is said today and into every heart that's listening, I pray. In Jesus' most wonderful name, amen. Okay, girls, submission, the S word, is this week's lesson. I'm going to be asking you girls um, a lot of questions during our review today. If you will go to your packet and turn back a page or so, you're going to come to my toolbox. And this is, in my mind, a brilliant two pages that my friend Denise Worrell put together when we were first putting the program together. And I think it's terrific. It's the sort of thing you might want to keep somewhere that you could look at almost on a daily basis to do a rapid review of all the key points that we've been learning so far. And that's what the toolbox is. What I have learned or am learning by now. And if you were me, am learning is probably more accurate, right? But let's take a look at each one of these. And what I'd like to do is uh, read it. And then I'd like for anyone who would like to say something about it to say something about it. So with the very first one, I am or have learned that I am becoming more aware of my basic paradigms, the maps in my head, and where they came from. I'm taking responsibility for them. I'm examining them and comparing them to God's truth as revealed in the Bible. Does anyone have anything they want to add to that or a comment they want to make or, or a complaint, a difficulty? You know, I think one of my basic paradigms is control freak. And I, I was a single parent with three kids, so it was necessary. I taught elementary school. You know, that was the perfect career for someone who likes to be in control of everything. And then it just went right into my marriage. And I've really learned to let that go. And to... Um, you know, all the things, simple things we've said, listen to him, make more eye contact. I, you know, I hear your voice, shut up, Candy, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I so appreciate 
myself saying that like every day. Anyone have <clears throat> similar experiences to what we just heard about the control issue? One or two. The rest of you are not awake yet so that you can even put that thought into a process because control is, well, just go back to poor Eve at the garden. It was a control issue for her. She wanted to control her destiny, her life, what was going on. She wanted that apple and she did not believe that God loved her enough that it was safe for her to let go of control first sin. And in God's economy, that's a pretty significant issue, like extremely significant. So we really have to look into our hearts and minds at, at our tendencies towards control. And they are subtle. We could probably put together a, a subtle control sheet that would be in its own place uh, next to the disrespect sheet subtle disrespect sheet, not so subtle disrespects. Um, thank you. And you're the only one in the room that has had that problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's so universal. Um, and of course, it was my problem too. Why not? Okay, let's look at the next one. We have taken control of the engine of what we choose to dwell on, so the caboose of our emotions go in a good direction. Have you been noticing that and being empowered by that? Because it is empowering, it's amazing. We do not have to be a victim to our emotions. Okay, you and your husband have gone online and taken the Myers-Briggs personality test to determine how you are each wired. Have all of you done that at this point? Has anyone not done it yet? Ah, okay. <laughs> if you haven't, you don't know what you're missing. I highly encourage you to take the time to do it for yourself. And it's not as easy to get your husband to do it. And many times we can figure him out without him doing it. So if you ever want to just sit and chat, we can frequently figure out your husband for you. And then you can print out his 15-page sheet as well. And when you read through it, the way you know if you did it right is if it makes sense to you and it sounds like you. The first time I did it, I did it wrong. I did it the way I thought I'd like to think of myself, not the way it was really true of me. And it, when I read the, the sheets on it, it was like, who's this person? And then I went back and did it again and did it how it is actually true of me, and then it resonated, and it was very helpful. So I'm sure nobody else would make that mistake in here, but I encourage the last three of you who have not do it, done it to do it. And I think you're going to be really glad because it's going to help you to understand your husband even more. And then, you know, I find every time that I am able, given a, a tool like this, to understand myself more, then the Holy Spirit will bring to my remembrance, oh, Candy, remember you tend to do this. And then it's like, uh-oh, and I back off. And it helps me to contain and control me. 
And also in the areas where I'm stronger, it helps me to realize this is a strength. Okay, let's go there and uh, not be weak about it. So it's terrific, really, really empowering. And I tell you girls, we'll take any kind of empowerment we can get, right? That gives us more tools and more strengths. Okay, you hopefully are journaling every week about your journey for perspective. At the very least, if you're doing your journaling pages in your handouts. Are you becoming aware that it's not all about me and I didn't realize that I was thinking that? Yeah, yeah, crazy. This, another, that was a very sweet way that Denise put that. If I were to write it down, I would write down, am I becoming more aware of how selfish and self-centered I have been, is what I would have said, personally. But she was very nice about that. Okay, um, you've by now chosen a room for my heart, Christ's home, that speaks to you personally. And I love how this is a personal thing. Each one of you is on your own individual journey. And you're doing it with the help of the Holy Spirit, which makes it very exciting. Um, developed a quiet time with God daily, perhaps utilizing the seven minutes with God brochure. How many of you are much more intentional about your quiet time than you were before you started the study? One, two, three, four, oh, just almost everybody. Terrific, great, don't stop. Oh no, stop if you like and you get what you get. <laughs> I can't afford it. You might not be able to afford it either. I can't go into the day with just me. Not good. I need to be rebooted with the Lord. Uh, Philippians 2, 3, and 4, memorizing. I don't know if any of you have memorized the three scriptures that we brought up, and here we're only talking about the first one. Has anyone memorized it besides me? One, two, three. Great. Well, then we're going to say it together. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others more important than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interest, but to the, also to the interests of others. I don't know why we felt that needed to be the number one verse. <laughs> right. Okay. Are you meditating on your husband's goods points list every day and keeping an additional uh, good point here and there that you're adding to it? I hope. And that means that we're putting blinders to our husband's issues, leaving them in God's hands for him to deal with, and we're paying only attention to the one or two myriad things that God's showing me now that I need to attach to myself that I did not have before. Yes. Have we begun esteeming our husbands to his face, to our kids, to our kids when he's in earshot, to others, and to others when he's in earshot? Are we doing that, girls? Good, 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 good. Are you reducing your expectations of your husband vastly 
and increasing vastly your expectations of Jesus Christ. And boy, are we going to use that in this lesson. Whoa, coming up. Good. Are we stopping the stopped wondering, can I trust my husband? And are we beginning to ask the question, can I trust God? That's a much safer place for us to be. Have we learned that God is trustworthy because he's sovereign, he's wise, and he is loving? And I don't know about you girls, but some of us have had a tough week. And to know that he is always bound to me and always loving me, and there's never a moment when he doesn't, and his care is always right there. I'll take it. Hang in there with me. Have we identified Satan's common lies, his goals, and God's counteracting truth? In other words, the lie chart. Have we identified some silent vows that you've made that cause you to operate in some harmful ways? And did anyone, by the way, this week notice a vow that they didn't see before? I think I became more consciously aware of them. How subtle they are. Yes. Yes. It's like I knew I had that old thing. Yes. But it's like, oh, you know, it just became a little bit more like, oh, there is, there is acting out. There it is. And that's the Holy Spirit that helps us. Once we've identified it, then the Holy Spirit says, Candy, there you go. Or there it is. Which is so helpful. It's really terrific. And then the same thing with lies. Have we learned? to recognize when we're in a downward spiral. <laughs> okay, thank you. And made the choice to move into an upward spiral. Uh, the easiest way to move back into an upward spiral, girls, is to say, Lord, what do you call me to be right now? Or what do you want me to focus on? Ask him where he wants me to go, and it will always be in an upward spiral which is God's world. Everything about him and what he wants to be in my life is going to be an upward spiral of goodness. And it may not feel good at the moment, but we trust him for it. Okay, are we constantly checking to see who's on the throne of our heart and mind? In other words, who's in the control booth? Apparently, since we talked about this on the very first one, we must be working on that. Uh, are you becoming a student of your husband's needs, understanding what the top five needs of men are? And what's the first one? Respect and affirmation. The second one? Sex. The third one? Attractive spouse. The fourth one? Domestic support. And the fifth one? Recreational companion. And these are needs. They're not wants their needs, the way God has built them. Oh, look at the next one. We have ceased nagging. Enough said. <laughs> Do we have our priorities straight, like the various rocks in the picture? Demonstration where God comes first, especially with my quiet time in the morning. My husband's second. My kids third, my home after that, and then the world outside of my home after that. And many of us, like myself, I thought that my children should come first. And in God's economy, he says, nope, 
your husband comes first. And that was a hard lesson I learned the hard way after messing that one up really badly. Are we identifying areas of disrespect that we have towards our husband and seeking to change? Yes. And we have learned what respect looks like and we're seeking to be giving it, right? We're looking for the higher wisdom in every situation. Lord, give me eyes to see. That is such a safe place to go when I don't know where, what I should be even seeing. Guard against being my husband's Holy Spirit. <laughs> right. Identified where my spirit is proud and be seeking to become humble, which is something I can do to myself. I humble myself when I think less about myself and more about others. That's humbling. I've learned my husband's love language and I'm seeking to love him in his love language. How many of you are discovering and starting to work on that? Good, 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 good. Made love a verb in my ma marriage, which means that it's an action and it's not just an emotion. What a paradigm shift is that? Right, girls? And that was last week's lesson, that it is a choice. It is not a feeling, although God takes care of the feelings in the process, but we may not feel it at the moment. And that is not, um, that is really, if you think about it, kindergarten, isn't it? Um, we are going to check out the website for any of our weeks that we've missed or weeks that we didn't fully understand so that we're sure that we get it all. And we've considered or begun to read other Christian books on marriage, such as those that are on the website, when you have nothing better to do. You may have to wait until you finish the study to start reading other things, because this is a lot right now, correct? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to stop now.